0: Welcome to The Plug, with Bushy
1: and the Mountain Man.
2: Ask
3: not what your country can do for you, ask what you
1: can do for your country. Together, we will make America great again. Skater. Skater. Skater.
2: Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers?
0: Welcome to The Plug, with Bushy and the Mountain Man. to another episode of the plug with bushy and the mountain man i am one of your hosts i am bushy and with me as always my brother from another mother the mountain man how you doing skitter pal meow meow by
3: god i am tickled to death to be back tickled to death for this episode and cannot believe it's another glorious weekend this year that has just flown freaking by jesus christ
0: my god it is fly by check this out check this out mountain man We are finally recording episode 52. Do you know what that means? What does that mean? We finally have one full year's worth of content. One full year. Oh! Because remember when we started we were going to be weekly. Life happens, gets in the way sometimes, you know, shit happens. But we finally hit it. After a year and a half, (laughs) we're hitting one year's worth of content. Woohoo! Yay! Hell yeah! And uh, thanks to everybody that's been listening. You know, I I wicked appreciate that. I uh, looked at the numbers on Podbean, uh, and we don't get a lot of downloads, which is fine. That last episode's doing really well, though. It's uh, higher than I'm used to seeing. <laughs> and I uh, higher I, than three. Wait high, a minute, what the
3: hell's
0: going on? Higher, really? higher than three, higher than ten, higher than forty. Wait, wait what? What? Yeah, it's doing that well, which is absolutely amazing. So, uh, people must want to hear me talk about Sammy Hagar. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, this is great. Uh, We picked up another listener. I'm I'm trying to get this cat to come join the uh, group page and the like page. Because I don't know his name. I, um, I quote unquote know his wife, but I don't know her. And we're gamers. We make no bones about that. I met her on the PlayStation it, it, Network.
3: If, if I may interrupt, it is very good you explain that, especially with the way you just come off with it. I quote, unquote, know his wife, but I don't know
0: her. <laughs> No, 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 come on, come on. <laughs> I've been gaming with her for about a week. <laughs> And a couple because other people. You
2: specified.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got to specify. I do need somebody from Boston coming up here to this part of the country trying to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Although up in this part of the country, this is like being down south. Because even though this is a city, it's a small city, there's a lot of country redneck motherfuckers up here. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, um, somehow the conversation came up. because Oh, my name. Everybody asked my name. And they all automatically... They have a preconceived notion of what Big Bushy is. And it's always a crotch joke. Always. Right. So I have to explain the beard and how I got it. And, you know, that I do a podcast and that I do a radio show. And and this chick, this woman was like, well, podcasts. My husband loves podcasts. So I started pimping our show because, well, why the fuck wouldn't I? Right. And then I explained in our next episode what it was going to be. Because I don't want to say what it is yet even though by the time they're listening to this they're going to read it in the title because i want to lead into why we're doing this episode but when i said what this was going to be she's like oh my god he loves that so I was like oh cool you know so you know she asked me to send links i sent links uh and her gamer tag is um wicked gamer wife g-a-m-a-a-h wife um i don't know her real name i know she's from boston so if you say khakis you don't know if you're talking about pants or those things you put in your vehicle to start it up. But her husband right. decided to listen. Now, I guess he was listening to our last show, the Supergroup show. It said he was laughing his ass off and only got to hear about a half hour of the show said he will continue listening. So, Wicked, thank you for turning your husband on to our show. And I just want to say, you know, send a shout-out out to yes. to, to, uh, to, uh, to Kui Po, um, Guru, Red Rum, uh, Gers, And uh, Moeb. These are some people I've been playing with lately, because apparently my clan doesn't fucking play Call of Duty anymore. (laughs) Yes, Uh, that was a shot.
3: we do. It's just, we haven't been there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we've we've gained uh, at least one one new listener. Although, based on the uh, numbers I'm seeing from this week's show, I think we're doing okay. But, all that aside... Mountain Man, how's your week? Well,
3: let's see here. Uh,
0: how has this week been?
3: Hmm. Did I explain last week about DJ and the
2: concussion? Yes. Okay. So, was, that, that so, was so, so it's
0: actually a concussion? Um, we, knew he, we knew he bumped his noggin. It looked like a cut, but it was this a scratch.
3: Week. Right, exactly, luckily. Okay. Okay, uh, that's already gone. Uh, this week has been non-big. It has literally flown by. Uh, Here coming up, the only thing uh, we've got going on is uh, Mountain Lady's father, my father-in-law, is going to have to have uh, full constructive knee surgery. Uh, November 1st of next week so that's going to be really fun going back and forth and helping with that so
2: oh, wow. definitely
3: just keeping some prayers and stuff up for him uh, hoping everything comes out good uh, other than that yeah it's it's just been a normal regular week just gone to work uh, stayed a little busy and
0: kept up with DJ and
3: the baby or Jessica that's about it
0: nice nice what about you what's your week been Uh, pretty much as uh, as uneventful as yours has really Uh, just kind of geared up for Halloween Um, I'm assuming you're taking DJ out trick-or-treating yes we
3: will be taking him tomorrow after Jessica gets off work
0: outstanding guess what I'm officially old my daughter is not even coming home tomorrow after school she has a half day She's, uh, she's going to her little girlfriend's house. They're going to go trick-or-treating and stay up watching the monster movies. And so she's spending the night over there. This is going to be the first year that I have not taken her trick-or-treating. She's gone. She's, 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 she's growing up. She's going to do her own thing with her friends. But barring that, you know, we're just kind of getting in that mode. Uh, she's excited. You know, we're both excited because Christmas is coming fast. And yes. as everybody at the Plug knows, all you pluggers out there know, we're Christmas nuts. But this year yeah. is especially special because Bushy and the Mountain Man are finally going to have a face-to-face meet. We have to put up with each other for two fucking weeks because we're going to North Carolina to hang out with you crazy motherfuckers for the Christmas holiday. Exactly.
3: Uh, put up? I don't know if that's putting up. neighbor County's going to have to put up with me and you and Jessica and Nevaeh and... DJ and Granny C and Granny... Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Avery County compared to me and you.
2: We're, we're just going to have a ball. I can tell that's
0: I, I feel sorry for Avery County if we get away from Jessica and Nevaeh and Granny C. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be knocking on your doorstep roughly January 2nd saying, hey, no, 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 no. You cannot bring him back down here in March. Uh, i hate it for her oh yeah and nevea she's sticking with it She, she she wants to go she's excited about moving she's constantly bringing up the fact that we're moving she's told her mother we're moving i've told her mother we're moving i don't know if we've discussed this on the show but um i did receive a letter from her mom and her mom's not fighting me she wants to go to a mediator and work out visitation, and you know, I already said, you know, I'll give her the summer for a month, and I'll give her Thanksgiving one year, Christmas the next year. Right. You know, so we're going to work all that stuff out. She's not stopping Nivea from leaving. I don't have to go through any court battles, so we are full steam ahead. Christmas in the mountains, and then Bushy invades the South.
3: We mean you might end up in jail. Uh, security officer going to jail. This is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, because I'll get you messed up and I'll have you stealing your old golf carts. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's, it's just been a typical week. I'm, you know, I'm still riding the unemployment train trying to find a job. It, dude, even part-time work is hard to find up here. It fucking sucks. But borrow that. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. A lot of Call of Duty. That's That's really all I've been doing. I did my radio show Sunday night, um, and I'm having a hard time with the radio gig. I've really got to make a decision there, because i am it's hard to commit to it. Right. I don't know if it's just because I'm not working, so I'm bored. I get up wicked early on Sundays. I don't want to do it that late. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I've really got to make a decision.
3: <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, brother. Uh, Granny. <laughs> Granny Clyde just walked in here. And my wife, at the same time, looked straight down here at me. They heard every word, man. You just said, Uh-oh. and said, "We're not bailing you two fuckers out. You get in trouble, you're on your fucking own." And turned
0: around, Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> You got to help me out. I'll have to get back up here. I got I got a dog and a cat and a guinea pig to take care of. <laughs> oh mom lord!
3: Just walk, mom just walked back through. And said, "Bring Thor and the kitty down. They'll they'll make good additions to here. You they'll you'll be okay."
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure Thor will like the mountains of shit and the river to drink out of.
3: Oh yeah, he'll definitely love it.
0: But oh god, that's funny wouldn't bail us out. That's messed up. <laughs> Not
3: know, right?
0: <laughs> oh, God. I have to um, I, I have to make a, a, a public apology. Uh, several weeks ago, we spoke about this pay-per-view that was coming up because we're wrestling fans. This yes. entire woman's pay-per-view, you know, WWE Evolution, and I made kind of an asshole statement. I said, I hope it does well because I didn't think it would Being an all-women's wrestling event. Having watched it... Now, I had to watch it Monday. I couldn't watch it Sunday. I was live on the air on my radio show. Dude, I feel like a dick. Because not only was it sold out... Right. But it was fucking amazing. I mean, these women just showed... That it's not about men's wrestling or women's wrestling. It's just fucking professional wrestling anymore. They really brought it. I mean, if you go through the matches, um, the only thing I could say negative at all was that first match: the leader Trish Stratus versus uh, uh, Mickey James. Who was it? Alicia Fox. Yeah. And why the hell wasn't Alexa Bliss wrestling? I I, I still don't understand that. Uh, the,
2: I think she's injured.
0: Is that what's up? Okay. The only thing I could say negative is Lita was sloppy and slow. I don't know if it's ring rust, I don't know if it's injury, I don't I don't know what it was, but some of her stuff looked bad. Trish was right on point. Now I could be biased because that's my all time favorite female wrestler either. I had me some stratisfaction back in the day. I'm glued to the television every week. But it was still a pretty decent match, right?
3: Yes. Yes, it was. I did notice with that match, too, there was one point uh, Alicia Fox was late on that count right before the end of the match. Right. That match was a little slow, yeah, in itself, but I also noticed later on there's one part where the referee had to,
2: uh, uh,
3: very, very uh, unnoticeably, but you could see him doing it, uh, kick the chair over for Becky Lynch because she couldn't get a hold of it, so... But other than that, I mean, all around, yes, the whole pay-per-view, and uh, I, I 100% agree with you, was a very good pay-per-view. They brought it, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I am wicked proud of these women because we we have the whole Me Too movement and women can do anything. And it's finally coming to fruition. And this was a big deal. This, I mean, I know it's play acting or whatever, choreographed athletics. I don't, I don't care. An all-women's pay-per-view. I was questioning whether or not they could carry it. And they right. did. And, and the Battle Royal, or the Royal Rumble, whatever the hell you want to call it. The 30-woman Battle Royal, or whatever. Amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And I thoroughly enjoyed the end of it. Between Nia Jackson and Ember Moon. I mean, it, it it got kind of brutal for a second. It did. It did. I mean, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed all that. I mean, I, I have a hard time nitpicking any of these matches. Now, honestly, I, I, the the referee with the chair with Becky Lynch, but that Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair last woman standing
3: for they the, they stole the whole show.
0: for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh my God. I'm glad you said that. They stole the whole show. Dude, that was tables, ladders, and chairs, and anything goes. Absolutely amazing. I will never, ever, ever, ever doubt women's wrestling again. I was a dick, and Bushy was wrong. But it didn't even end there. That NXT championship match, I don't even know who those two women are. I don't watch NXT at all.
3: Yeah, uh, Sonya hers Bla- I can't say her uh, first name, but Blazer and uh, the Pirate uh, Princess. Yeah, I watched some of NXT, just certain wrestlers I can't wait to come up to the big brand. But yeah, they've they done fantastic too. Uh, the uh, Blazer Girl actually was with, in MMA with Ronda Rousey.
0: That's what I was hearing during that show. And they put on one hell of a match. Or 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 that Tony Storm chick. By the way, this Tony Storm, she might be my new favorite women's wrestler. She comes out in leather spikes to heavy metal sounding like Motley Crue with the one football line underneath her eye like Tommy Lee or Nikki Six back, you know, roughly shot at the devil era. this chick is awesome and I forget who she was wrestling against because I didn't care that much because I was so taken by this woman but the Mae Young Classic the final match was even great Yes, and then uh, Ronda Rousey Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Championship even that match was brilliant
3: Yes, I have to say Ronda Rousey is getting a lot better with uh, with uh, kind of now. You, you know, at first, she she would get hit and look, and uh, you could tell it was all choreographed. Now she's getting a, lot, a whole lot better with it.
0: She's Yes, yes, she is definitely learning the craft, and I think that this was her best performance yet. Her best performance yet. Now, the best match of the night was Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair. Yes. But there was no slouching on that Nikki Bella-Ronda Rousey match. That was a great, great match.
3: 100%. Yeah, that that match, I haven't seen a good last man or last woman. Well, that was the first ever last the woman. The first ever, yeah. But a decent last man standing match in a long, long time. The last decent one I can remember was John Cena and Batista. So, if that tells you anything.
0: Yeah, that, that was a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was definitely an, an amazing experience. I am glad I watched it. I wasn't going to. I was going to be a dick and say, um, yeah, women's wrestling is fun, but they're not as good. And I stand corrected. I am now 100% on board as a women's wrestling fan. Because I'm a guy. I like to look at the women. Like, tonight, I'm watching Raw when R-Truth and Carmella comes out, and I'm like, God damn! Mella was uh, wearing those tights with those thigh-high boots. She's wearing uh, the hell out of them. Raw? Oh, Smackdown. My bad. My bad. Hey, I've been waiting for you for a couple hours, fucker. I've had a few beers. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm
3: already on number four, so,
0: hey Hell, hey I'm on, like, eight, but, hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's how I've been—the sexist, male chauvinist guy. I, I like the women because they're pretty; they're nice to look at. That evolution really changed my view on women's wrestling. They really are putting in work. They really are honing their craft, and they really—they could carry a pay-per-view on their own. They could have their own show. There could be. Not that glow from back in the day, that glamorous or that you know whatever it was back in the eighties. They could have a quality wrestling program. I'm glad it's come that far. And Bushy apologizes to women out there all over the world. And if you're a little girl and see this, you obviously know that women could do fucking anything that men could do. You could even throw a bitch through a table. Exactly.
3: Exactly. 100%. (laughs) 100%.
0: <laughs> God, that was awesome. I I, I can't stop singing praises <laughs> to that pay-per-view. I'm so impressed. Now, Friday we have uh, the crown jewel and I got a hold of you earlier saying dude, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are wrestling for the title. Now, I, I saw a rumor on Instagram that uh, Daniel Bryan is not traveling to Saudi Arabia for crown jewel even though that was supposed to be the you know the, the the thing that was happening,
2: right?
0: So they had their match. AJ Styles, of course, retains. So what's going on there?
3: Did you see the ending of the match
0: when they hugged each other out? And oh, and Samoa Joe came out. Yeah,
3: they are. They put Samoa Joe and AJ Styles uh, Friday.
0: Okay, so so di- okay, yeah, drinking. So AJ or uh, Daniel Bryan is definitely not going to be there. Okay, um, what do you think? Braun Strowman, the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar! Oh, the fucking Paul Heyman. I wish somebody would knock him out. Uh, Lesnar's gonna
3: lose, Braun's gonna get it.
0: Okay. Now, I agree. That's how it should go. Do you think WWE is gonna fuck with us again?
3: No. I do not. I think, finally, the fans has talked enough and got through to them enough to let them know that they're tired of Brock Lesnar. So it, It's Suplex City, a couple of knees, a couple of uh, fist strikes, and an F5. They're tired of that. They're tired of seeing it. So it's Goldberg
0: think, of the 90s, right?
3: Yes, Goldberg of the... Yeah, it's, it's just the same thing over again. So I think since Braun Strowman's a little younger and willing to go as far as he needs to for the championship, I think they'll they'll give him a shot in his first run.
0: Yeah, he should definitely get the push. And if nothing else, Braun Strowman's there every week. That's my biggest bitch about Brock Lesnar. He's not there every week. He shows up, you know, Just before pay-per-view time, he doesn't say shit. He just bounces around the ring while Paul Heyman talks for him. And then he keeps the title, you know. So, it's like, I hope it's a good match. Because I know they have to redo everything with Roman Reigns having to, you know, go seek treatment for leukemia. But it better be a good match. It better be a brutal match. And I'm, I'm looking forward to a good show.
3: I think it'll be good. I don't know if you uh, saw the match with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar a few months back. I think it was Fatal 4-Way or something like that. And uh, uh, Braun Strowman then was like going ham on every damn body and accidentally catches Brock with a knee. I mean, you could see he caught Brock with that knee. Brock Lesnar stood up and sent co-cock the hell out of Braun Strowman and hollered at him, Slow the F down.
0: I have heard about that. I still haven't seen it. Which pay-per-view is it so that I can bring it up and watch it later?
3: I can't remember off the top of my head, but I will look it up and figure it out for you after this show. Um, Because
0: I do want to see that.
3: But uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Yeah, I think it was a Fatal 4-way or a a Fatal 3-way Uh, or a triple threat match uh, between Braun, Brock and uh, shit, who was the other person?
0: Was it Roman again?
3: Yeah, it might have been Roman. Yeah, it might have been all three of them.
0: Nice, Uh, nice.
3: But uh, with the way Braun has come and I'm speaking because Braun's a North Carolina guy. He's from right off the mountain from here. Dude, you're going to be coming by where he's from when i come back to you in Nevada,
0: so uh yeah he's only an hour from greensboro oh shit greensboro (laughs) mountain the mountain man can attest because he's been down my road yes we actually have a road it's called ashes lane and the mountain man was in greensboro and drove out there just to say holy fuck it it really exists (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't
3: say that. I just wanted to see. I remember you and your sister posted something on Facebook about your grandpa's old old place. And my, my that was that,
0: actually my great grandmother. That was my grandmother, Grandpa Peoples, which is uh, my memo's side, which is my dad's mother's side of the family. Right. The Peoples. They had a house. They're on Asherson Lane, and they've been gone a long time. My grandma, grandpa, people has been gone a long time. And the house just went in a disarray. No one living there. I mean, shit, it's been around since the 19-goddamn-20s. And uh, they were using it for fire training. They burned it to the ground, and we shared it on Facebook. Yes, sir. And we just
3: wanted to see the countryside of Greensboro down there. So that's why we went by, because we went down with uh, Jessica's mom and dad. To have a little vacation and take DJ to a zoo and uh, aquarium because he nice. loves fish and crawdads and all that little stuff. So it's kind of kind of impressive to take your there and let him run around and have a ball. So
0: sure, sure. I I was impressed when you when you messaged me that night and said, "Guess where I just was." <laughs> and it is for no other reason. It's because I. I I like to think I'm a pretty honest guy, but when you tell people you have a road named after your family in the town you say your whole family's from, it's kind of hard to prove that, unless you go on Google Maps and search it out. Now, it's funny, because I went on Google Maps and grabbed the satellite image and was like, oh, it's not quite as country as I remember it, Right. because Greensboro's grown up, but that little road is still there. Yes, it is. It is a little dead end road, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's where my family is from on my uh, on my dad's side. Is is that little road going back? Jesus, more than a hundred years. So that that was cool that you went down and saw that.
3: For sure, for sure. Now you get to say I don't have no road or anything named after us in Avery County. So, you know, you just get to come down Cow Cal Camp Road and race hell with me. So there you go.
0: <laughs> hey, and brother, I am looking forward to it. And uh, James West is looking forward to the episode we're going to record while we're down there. Um, we're going to do at least one, maybe two We'll see how it goes, because I know there's going to be time when everyone is asleep and me and Mountain Man are drinking and bored, so we could get more than one, but I also had this crazy idea. Oh, God. I'm I'm going to be down there for a couple weeks. Do I take all that time off from the power hour, or do I do a big bushy power hour with the Mountain Man as the guest and we just go ham and have a good old time live on the radio?
3: Oh God, you've got my, uh, you got me interested. Uh, uh, we could do it. I see no reason with that. It just depends on what kind of mood you're in on vacation. I mean, that's <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to come down to.
0: <laughs> oh, at, at nine o'clock on a Sunday night, when everybody else is bedding down, I'm ready to rock.
3: <laughs> well, that sounds like a winner to me then.
0: I think that'll be loads of fun, and um, I, I I don't know if you were listening this weekend, but uh, me and Sarah are going to do a show. I got to figure out how to get the fuck out there to Ogdensburg, which is about an hour away up on the St. Lawrence River, but uh, we're going to do a show. We're going to look at doing a four to eight on a Saturday afternoon, so Big Bushy Power Hour meets Sarah's Invasion is gonna be happening. That's gonna be a lot of fun.
3: Hmm.
0: I know, right? She does all underground music and I do all radio shit but not necessarily radio shit and I do goofy shit. How weird is that show gonna be <laughs>
3: I think that little commercial she made of you uh, to uh, promote her show is going to turn into BG slash uh, Ice-T slash Radiohead.
0: <laughs> no, Radiohead, you, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's lots of fun. This is almost turning into a rambling episode, but so that it does not. So there does not, because we got to be half-ass professional, you know, because we obviously do this for money. (laughs) I know,
3: right? We make so damn much.
0: Yeah, we're doing good. A few weeks ago, there was this uh, Podcast Kings tournament. Sixty-four different podcasts that we were not on. Well, no, because we're not a rock and roll. Uh, uh, we're not. We're not a music podcast. We do a lot of music stuff, but that's not our niche. Right. But uh, our brothers, Ian Wadley, the Al- or the the Ayatollah alcoholic, Wadzilla himself, Ralph uh, Rafiera, also known as Doctor Fuck from Thrasher Die Combat Ripjaw, and however other many bands he has. They have a podcast called Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I've been friends with these guys for a long time. You're friends with them now. Um, Decibel Geek was in there. Chris Sinzak, Aaron Camaro. Ken Mills and all of his 4,000 podcasts were in there. Talk To Me was in there. There there were a lot of great podcasts. It started getting down to the wire. And it was um, Rock and Metal versus Decibel Geek. And I knew that was going to be a hard vote. And it was just a Facebook poll. You know what I mean? You just vote for the podcast you want. I started doing Facebook live videos. I'm sharing everywhere. I got my dad to come vote for Rock and Metal uh, Combat Podcast. He doesn't even know what the fuck a podcast is. He doesn't listen to these things. He doesn't care. But he came and voted. I begged my sister to come vote. And this is what leads us... Go
3: ahead and explain how much you had to drink.
0: Oh, well, for one of the videos, obviously a lot. (laughs) Yes. Obviously a lot, but I was working all day. And it was work. You're sharing this everywhere. You're constantly on social media. I spent more hours on my computer that day than I've spent in months. Months. And that's including doing this show, doing my radio show, and... Filling out goddamn job applications. I spent more time on the computer that day to try to make this happen. Well I get my sister to vote. Just go vote. I don't care if you listen to them. I don't care what you think of them. Just go vote. She votes and then sends me a message and I sent you the screenshot. She said there I voted and then she says and you know we we don't like doing record reviews. They're a pain in the ass. They're a pain in the ass but we do them occasionally because they're also fun. While they're a pain in the ass. She sends me back a Facebook message. Says, there, I voted. Now review the Kiss album with Beth on it. Which shows how much she knows. Because she doesn't realize it's a 1976 classic fucking album. Destroyer by Kiss. But that's what we're doing today, right? Yes.
3: Damn it. Nate, Drunk ass.
0: Well, hey, I... I had the same guy come back twice because I promised him another show. That's what happens with Bushy drinks. <laughs> yes, we know this. You, you, you shoot off at the mouth and don't have to remember the shit. I know, it. I'm like, what? I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> that has gotten me in trouble more times than I can remember. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, or, you know, anybody that actually listens to this schlock, We are here this week to review the 1976 album by my all-time favorite band, KISS. We're reviewing the album Destroyer. And uh, maybe we've touched on this before. I, I cannot remember telling my story. So who knows? KISS for you... Uh, How did you discover them? Are you into them, or is it just something, yeah, you like that stuff when you hear it on the radio and blah, blah, blah? I mean, what is Kiss to you?
3: Kiss to me is the number one absolute original rock band in the world. Now, I'm not... Really? I am not diehard. Gene Simmons knows how long the tongue is. Don't even fucking quote it, because I know you can I'm not that diehard of a KISS fan, but for actual, real rock and roll, KISS is the epitome of it. They started it, they pretty much brought it all to the table. They had the heavy metal look, but a rock and roll band. Um, how I got into them, my little mama in yonder, uh, Granny C, raised me on classic rock and stuff. And I think the very first song I saw on MTV around that age was Lick It Up with No Makeup. But then I started talking to mom about them. She's like, yeah, you ought to see them with their paint on. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she shows me Detroit Rock City. The movie was coming out not long after that. And at that point, I was pretty much hooked. I pretty much started getting into their albums, going to her records, and seeing what all she had and everything. And just like the other day, I peeled the uh, plastic off of her first edition Detroit Rock City record.
0: Oh, the Destroyer album. Yeah, I can't believe you cracked the seal on that. I should slap the shit out of you as soon as I say, hey, Dove, how you doing? (laughs)
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you you can go ahead and do that if you want to. I had to hear it, so there's there's a difference in listening on vinyl and on cassette and on thank CD. you. There is thank a you. difference. I'm sorry. Yes, you can buy the best record player in the world and get almost the same quality as a CD player, but hearing it on a record player, it's 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 a feeling you cannot described compared to a cassette tape or a cd
0: wait you just said you can get the best record player in the world and it sounds almost as good as on a cd no it sounds better every time yes this is true this is true nine, nine, know, nine times out I of ten. Mean, nine times out of ten there are some shitty albums out there yes
3: but you know what i'm saying the the sound quality and stuff of a cd compared to a record player is different but on a record you hear acoustics you hear certain melodies you hear the the scratchiness the rap uh rhapsody in their voice you hear that differently and the sound quality of it on a record compared to a cd with all the uh digital shit that Oh, over
0: it. I love that oh, I, I could not agree more, brother. I mean, I, I, I know I'm fucking with you, but you know me, I'm a vinyl guy. I close this show every week saying bye, vinyl. Right. That deep, dark tone on vinyl is the greatest thing you'll ever hear. So I'm with you. I just had to bust your balls for a second. Yes,
3: thank you very much. If you didn't, I think something was fucking wrong
0: with you. So there you go. <laughs> um,
3: but since then, I mean, like I said, I'm not... Die Hard, 100% Kiss, and I know why. I was born in a different era. That's, that's sure. the difference. Um, I do appreciate what Kiss, Gene, Paul, Chris, Ace, all of them contributed to getting music kind of where it's at today uh, in a lot of aspects for what I listen to, but they are one of the original forefronts to bring us good rock and roll music.
0: Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um for me, it was weird, because I remember the year I got into KISS. I got into them in 1983, and um, at that time, they had taken the makeup off. I knew nothing about them. My dad came home from work, um, some guy in the barracks, because he was a sergeant working for SENTAG in Heidelberg, Germany, and I don't remember what SENTAG stands for, so don't fucking ask me, but it was... a uh, it was a unit in the United States Army that worked with NATO and the German Army. Like, like, he worked in a safe. Like, really a safe. I had to get a goddamn pass to get into the safe that he worked in. But he comes home one day and says, Look, some guy in the barracks gave me this, and I don't want this clown shit, and gave me two records. Those two records were the 1974 KISS debut and 1975's Alive. Nice. Now I listened to the debut album because it intrigued me. And it was okay. Okay, it was okay. I put a live on my turntable, because I had I had a stereo. You know, way back then I had a stereo with a turntable on it. Because I was listening to Michael Jackson's thriller and I was listening to like the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack and Miami Vice soundtrack. I heard a live and my life was changed. From there on out I needed to hear all things hard rock and heavy metal I started getting into ACDC. I started getting into a uh, twisted sister you know it all started with my dad handing me those two records because he didn't want to hear clown shit now we get back to the States the first kiss album I ever bought was crazy nights because we got back to the States Late '86, we got up to New York in '87. Crazy Nights nice comes out in '87. At that point, I'm listening to rock and roll, and the rock and roll and heavy metal of the time was hair metal. Right. Okay. I I hadn't started hearing the thrash stuff yet. I hadn't heard the heavy stuff yet. So I'm all about that hair stuff. I love Crazy Nights nice to this day. But when I got that album, I was blown away, and I started backlogging. You know, go back. Gotta listen. Gotta check it out. To this day, KISS is still my all-time favorite band. Um, There's shit they've done that I don't like. Um, Back in the day, you couldn't have told me that there was a bad song by them. Uh, Today, it's it's a different story. But yeah, they're they're my all-time favorite band. They were my gateway to hard rock and heavy metal. And uh, I, I cannot wait to get into this review and uh, thanks, Dad. By the way, Dad always said that uh, I would listen to heavy metal to piss him off. But no, you gave me my first hard rock, heavy metal album. So thanks, Pops.
2: Oh, my mama! <laughs>
0: Lord
3: God, love her. If I wasn't listening to classic rock, classic rock, she would have thought something was absolutely one hundred percent wrong with me. She raised me on it. So yeah, I'm tickled to death. My dad tried to raise me on country. I, I listen to country now, real country music, not freaking pop country. But uh, yeah, I, I, if it wasn't been for my little mama being a classic rock hippie, I wouldn't wouldn't be in the music I am today. Uh, you know, you know, I've said this in the past. Me with Slipknot. Your your all time favorite band is Kiss. My my all-time favorite band is Slipknot. I can remember the year I found their album in that cafeteria, 2000. Sure. I was in sixth sixth grade. That was the year 2000 was when I found that album, come home and got my ass whooped. So it's a day to remember.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. You just made me feel so old. I remember having Columbia House send me that first Slipknot album because I was excited about a heavy metal album. And um, I heard sick and lost my mind. I was like, oh shit, great. Metal's not sad anymore. Now it's angry. I was okay with that. (laughs) And that was like 97, 98. (laughs) (laughs) thanks for making me feel old you dirty fuck you're more than (laughs) welcome oh man but hey you know what it makes perfect sense that you like Slipknot if you grew up looking at Kiss and all that kabuki makeup and stuff because Slipknot's just a heavier extension of that theatrical rock thing right yes exactly right all right, well, fuck, there's nothing wrong with that. Why don't we put this motherfucker on the table and let's crank this first song. 1976 Destroyer, the third single. Here it is Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. What do you think
3: of that one? Well, what what can you say to any first kiss album that they start that guitar, the bass, opening up into that intro? You, it's non You you automatically know who it is, what it is, and what you're fixing to get. A awesome song, even though it's a song that talks about people dying in a car crash, but still the the Guitar, the drums, everything in the intro, and including the guitars later on into it. Absolutely fantastic song. A Good opening for this album in my opinion.
0: Oh man, I I could not agree more. It's an all-time classic, excuse me, for a reason. And what I really love about this is how you have all that background noise when it starts off. You have the guys... It, it sounds to me like he's messing around in a kitchen. You hear the dishes clanking and shit like that. He's listening to the radio. Uh, he, well, basically, he's listening to a radio broadcast of his own death. Uh, then you hear him starting up his car. And then it's speeding off. And then it hits you. Amazing. That's a great riff. Uh, Gene is absolutely killing the bass. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit as a bass player. He's like, doo doo-doo, He's hitting those, like, almost triplets on the fucking bass. It's absolutely amazing. Pete is actually killing the drums on this track. And Rolling Stone, and I'll get to that at, uh, at the end of the show, Rolling Stone thought it was lackluster drumming. This song, I totally disagree. Uh... I, I I love Pete's drums in this track. I love the harmonic solo that happens with Ace. Ace starts a guitar solo. Then Paul comes in an octave higher. It's an absolutely great song. It was the third single release from the track. Uh, uh, what was it? July 28, 1976. Great way to open the record. I could not agree more. And then we move into... One of my favorite songs on the album, spoiler alert, here's King of the Nighttime World. This is just a great fucking tune The guitar work is awesome It's absolutely awesome here I really dig How Pete is just hammering That drum intro It's not so great in the verses It gets really 4-4 jazzy It gets weak there Excuse me So I, I, I kind of understand the Rolling Stone Review when it comes to the Verses But you know when it gets to the, to the Chorus He's just killing it. Um, Gene is all over the neck on his bass, if you listen to this song. There's a lot of, you know, he he ascends, he descends, he does not get enough credit. And Ace's uh, guitar solo, even though it's really simplistic, I really dig the hell out of it. What do you think of it?
3: Well, this is where me and you are going to butt heads. This is not. One of my favorite songs on the album. Personally, I think another song should have been number two instead of this one. Now, don't get me wrong. The drum intro, that was great. Uh, Gene Simmons, like you said, on the bass. All over the place. And you're exactly right. He does not get enough credit at all being a bass player, but he is phenomenal. Um, The jazzy aspect, I mean, you hit that right on the head. That kind of was the turnoff point for me on the song because it, the opener, Detroit Rock City, and then to go into something jazzy, to me, that just kind of went, yeah. But in general, though, for for an all around song, it's not bad, but it is not my favorite.
0: All right, no, cool, cool. I I, I definitely get that. I definitely get that. Uh, we're not that far off. We agree while we disagree. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, and then uh, man, the next track. If either of us shit on this next song, I'm just going to stop the whole fucking podcast. Here is God of Thunder.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. No, man, God a, of Thunder. We might as well just go ahead and cancel it. No, I'm just with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! My, my,
3: <laughs> my, absolute one of my top favorite songs of this entire album. What, what can you not say about God of Thunder? The bass, the drums, the guitar, all three of them just absolutely work perfectly on this. And Peter Chris's lyrics, high and low, just phenomenal all around one of the top best songs on this entire album.
0: Peter Chris, you realize it's a Gene Simmons song, right?
3: Yeah, but you know, whatever, you know what I meant.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, you you fucking retard. Am I working with Sin here? Are you listening to the same record? No, I'm listening to the same shit I've just been
3: drinking. I get Gene Gene and... uh, uh, Whatever the fuck his name is, damn it, I'm not as hardcore as
0: you. You know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, Oh man, God of Thunder is one of my all time favorite Kiss songs. Um, It's basically the song that made Gina forced to be reckoned with. Um, I love the punch of this song, even though it's a slow tempo song. Now, I prefer the Alive 2 version because they like stepped it up. But uh, I, I, I'm not really a fan of Bob Ezrin's kids screaming. That, that shit to me is weird. And I know he was trying to set a mood. That bothers me. But that guitar riff is just killer. Wow, 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 wow. No, no, wow, 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 wow. Badass. And those drum fills that Pete puts in right after that second verse... Jesus Christ, they rule. Yes, and Ace's solo, especially at the end when he gets to that end part, is absolutely killer. I love this tune. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs. I don't know if it's my favorite on the album. I have a hard time picking a favorite.
3: That's why I say it. But I'm not my absolute favorite, but one of. Them.
0: Sure, sure. Dude, I, I I love this song. I absolutely love this song. Like I said, I prefer the Alive 2 version. It's the best that's ever been played. But, and plus it's got that killer Peter Criss drum solo. But yeah, God of Thunder, rising up to the top of the fucking arena, singing from above the crowd. Amazing. Absolutely love this song. And... um. From here, the record takes a weird turn, and here you go, great expectations. All right, you took the last one, right? Yes, sir,
3: and thank you for saying that, because that's exactly what I was fixing to say with Great Expectations.
0: (laughs) What? That it takes a (laughs) weird, weird weird-ass turn all of a sudden. Yes, it does. Okay, Great Expectations. It's a ballad, but I like it. I mean, I like this song a lot. It only suffers from poor placement on this record thank you i think it yes i think it should have come on side two maybe to start that second side flaming youth should have gone here yes agreed okay but i do love this song gene kills the vocal and this is where i'm going to contradict myself because he kills it, especially after you almost hear that growling-style singing on God of Thunder. Right. I love the lyrics. I like how he's kind of singing about what I assume is a female concert goer wanting to biblically be with the band. Not even one of them. But just wants to be with all of them. Hell... I even love the Brooklyn Boys chorus because that's who was doing all the the backgrounds. You got great expectations. I love it. I love that. I love the strings on this track. I think it suffers from poor placement, but I love the dichotomy it shows in Gene's vocal from the growling. Snarl of God of Thunder to Great Expectations. What the hell do you think of this? Especially to close outside one.
3: Well, everything you stated is a hundred percent exactly what I was thinking. Poor placement on it, but if I had to put it right before Sweet Pain and shout it out loud, I think it made more sense putting it on side two especially with flaming youth the, the way that song is yeah I think I, that, that's the only complaint I pretty much had the the guitar riffs everything I, I, the growl I mean that's that with that called my attention it, it is a ballad and it is a good tune but just poor placement on where it should have went.
0: yeah yeah I mean, you've been hit with this barrage of rock and roll you had Detroit Rock City. You had, uh, oh shit, I gotta go back because I'm drunk now. Yeah, King of the Nighttime World, you get punched with God of Thunder, and then Great Expectations. It's almost like, maybe if they'd have switched Great Expectations with God of Thunder, maybe that could have worked. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? But, we didn't make this fucking album, Bob Ezrin did. So what we're going to do is we're going to flip this son of a bitch over and we're going to hear the second single released April 30th, 1976. This is Flaming And youth, what well, think?
3: for this being such a short track, it is one of the most outstanding songs on it, especially for it being a single. Flaming Youth, very good uh, harmonics between all the band together as one. Just a great all-around song, in my personal opinion. Just, I'm like you, it needs to be number
0: four instead of number five. <laughs> ah, I, I'm Man, I'm, I'm, I'm weird about this Really? It's, it, it is a great track It is a great track um, It's got a driving beat And I really do dig the positive lyrics uh, Basically it's saying Fuck you We are the youth You don't have to understand us We'll stand for what we believe in And we're the future I, I, I love those lyrics. It reminds me of like I am I me by like Twist Sister. Right. Um I love the guitar solo on this, but I read today that it wasn't even Ace, it was Dick Wagner from the Alice Cooper band. Really? So Ace didn't even contribute that guitar solo. Good song? Yes. Absolute great song. That's all I can say about that.
3: Nothing wrong with that.
0: So, then we move on to track two off of side two. Oh, do I have this one? Is this my song? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I gotta talk about this one. Oh fuck! Here you go, Sweet Pain. <laughs> It's decent, okay? It's a decent song.
1: Thank God.
0: <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's typical Gene Simmons sex type song that he's been known for. You know, it's this is like uh, uh you know, the anal anal fucking song. Uh, 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 what the hell was that off the first album? Nothing to Loops, lose. Blues. Yep.
3: Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. It's it's just typical Gene talking about This, yes. this, that, and don't give a fuck. There you
0: go. Okay. Yes. I am gonna try to throw a hurt and doubt on you. Yeah. Uh musically it's 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 really it's nothing special. No, it is not. <laughs> Even though I do dig that riff.
2: Doo
0: doo do do
2: do 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 do
0: do 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 I dig it, but it's nothing special. Um But I you know, I dig the riff. Uh Dick Wagner did the solo on the original release. Right. The Destroyer Resurrected 2012 Remix album uh, has a version with Ace doing a solo. Yes. And it's not as good. It kind of fucking sucks. Right. (laughs) I I hate it. And um, I don't know if I'm going to play it here or if I'm going to play it at the end of the show. But you will hear the Ace version. And I'm sorry, I Ace could suck my dick on this one. It's horrible. Um. It's not a horrible song, but, yeah, Great Expectations is definitely fucking better. <laughs> now, I know you already half ass agree with me, so <laughs> what can you add to that? There, there's nothing more to
3: add. I, I, I thought you were going to be one of these, oh yeah, typical Gene, but I love it. I, I thought that's what was going to come out of your mouth, but thank God, I am not the only person that, it, it, it doesn't amount to anything. I mean, it's it's typical Gene Simmons. It, if it, if he would have added a little more uh uh better solo, better guitar solo and shit like that to it, I mean, it could have amounted to something. But it's 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 just not there. In uh, my personal opinion, the song shouldn't even be on this album.
0: Yeah. I... I agree with that. I disagree that if he had added a better guitar solo, it would be a better song. I,
3: I, said, I didn't say it could be better. I said it could have amounted to
0: something. Not bad. It uh,
3: could have amounted to something.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say right now that Read My Body and Bang Bang You is a better song than this one. Yes, agree.
2: <laughs>
3: and
0: those are the cheesiest 80s Paul lyrics you could ever get ever. in the
3: entire world. <laughs> he might as well have drawn him a damn 80s porn stash. No, a 70s porn stash and ran with it. That would oh. have been perfect with that.
0: Gosh, you get hit 70s Bush and it would be better than that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you just made me spit my beer all over my fucking iPad. <laughs>
0: You're welcome, uh, brother. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. And now we go to the uh, the first single released March 1st, 1976. Um, and I believe this is your turn. Yep. Is it your yeah. turn? Yes, yeah, your turn. Here it is. Shout it out loud.
1: Okay, this is
3: just like Detroit Rock City, one of their best, all-time great songs that Kiss is known for. One of my top favorites? No, it is not. Um, But either way, a song into itself, a fantastic song, fantastically written, and with the uh, guitars, drums, with the... It just all come together...
0: beautifully oh oh my god you have never done that before please do it again
3: there there, there. There you
0: go we're not doing the hank williams review yet i know
3: right (laughs) Um, but i mean one of their biggest songs for them in a very light song but just not my absolute top favorite and but now i will not ever cancel it or shut it off on the radio if i ever heard it come on or anything but within this album i think he is a good placement for it especially for the song coming afterward but um just it, it, it's a good song but definitely overrun i guess i'm t- pretty much trying to say is one of them is push 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 on the record Sure, sure. Point it's like it, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we get that song, we know it, but two or three months or two or three weeks not hearing it. Yeah, definitely something. Oh yeah, I love it brings me back to remembering kiss. So
0: Sure, sure. And I I don't disagree. Um it's obviously written to be an arena anthem. right. Um it, it is a cool tune. Uh I actually love Stanley and Simmons trading vocals. I think that's a that's cool. Um, As a band, they are firing on all fucking cylinders. This song, out of this entire album, this song, the band as a whole, they got it. The drums sound great. The bass is just fucking thumping. And those guitars are great. And it's actually one of Ace's better solos on this album. Because... We already know he didn't do the solos on two of the other songs. So. Even if he did, I don't know if Amanda did need to have thing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true story. Other than that harmonic solo with Paul Stanley on Detroit Rock City.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, and then we move into... Man, the, the number seven song. Fourth single. Uh, we don't get a date release because... Um, this was a B-side. This was released as a B-side on a, on a Detroit Rock City. They thought it was a throwaway. They've gone on record as saying this. Thought it was a shit song, and it was one of their biggest hits. Uh, released in August of 1976, and it, when we say release, it means the DJs just started flipping the fucking 45 over. This is Beth. me yes okay uh, sis I hope I don't brutalize this song because I'm looking at my notes No, I'm pretty sure I'm about to send major praise this is an all-time Peter Chris fucking classic there's something about those strings and the piano the acoustic guitar the flute Mixed with Pete's almost Rod Stewart sounding voice, it it just works, and it works in the context of this record. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, this song kind of pigeonholed Peter Chris as the ballad guy. Uh, we he can actually wail those rocking tunes. You got to remember, like nothing to lose, the guy screaming in the background. That was Peter Chris, right? You know, uh, Pete is the man. But he got pigeonholed, I think, after this song. Now, I don't think this is his best ballad. I actually think Hard Luck Woman off Rock and Roll Over is way better than this. But this is a great song. It got the notoriety. It deserved. Um, And I think it was really a shock. It really came out of left field. Because prior to this, what was the ballad they had? Going Blind? Yes great song i dig it um definitely an all-time peter chris classic i hate that uh, they had to play it with a tape because they couldn't have an orchestra on stage until that australian uh orchestra tour they did but it's a great song i do love it what do you think brother
3: couldn't have said it any better myself uh fantastic with the orchestra peter chris in the back and that's that's the same thing I wanted to point. Peter Chris, Peter Chris, <laughs> in the back. Um, all around a good song. Uh, I agree. It, it's not like top top for me, but it did get the notification it deserved.
0: Oh hell yeah! Yeah, there there there's obviously a reason that this song became such a hit. Like I said, uh, it it, it rose to number seven on the Billboard charts. So, you know, there's a reason for that. But, yeah. uh, I I like Hard Luck Woman better. If we ever do Rock and Roll Over, I will suck Pete's dick over Hard Luck Woman. But Beth, great song. Works for this record. Yes. Works for this record. And then we move uh, to what You Think is the final track. Um, Because there's a hidden track that we'll briefly discuss. Because it's not even fucking worth mentioning. But track five, side two, Do You Love Me.
3: this song being at the end my personal opinion best should have closed out this album from going normal kiss in my personal opinion from Detroit Rock City God of Thunder being hit in the face with rock I think Do You Love Me might have should have been before but all around a pretty decent song in my opinion just not a good album ender in my personal opinion (laughs)
0: oh i hate it yay (laughs) i hate it i fucking hate this song um i didn't used to i used to love this track Uh, but over the years this song is just man it's started to fucking grind on me it's annoying um I hate the drums with only Paul's voice. You really like my limousine. You like the way the wheels roll. Fuck you. Now, it, it, it does kind of get better after that first verse and first chorus. But I'm not a fan of it at all. And that spoken yelled, If you really, 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 really love me. Ugh. Fucking stupid. Now we know where the Panther come up with the
3: song, If You Really
0: Love Me. Oh, they, <laughs> well, they did it better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then just for shits and giggles, because I didn't realize this was a hidden track on the original pressing, which your mom has. That's amazing. I never heard it until the uh, 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 Destroyer Resurrected album. Here is... I'm just going to say the stupidest fucking thing ever done. Rock and roll party. Here you go. (laughs) Fucking bunch of unnecessary noise! I find it funny they even give it a credit as an instrumental. It was only uh, included on the original pressing and on Resurrected for a fucking reason. What do you think of that crock of shit rock and roll party? Uh,
3: crock of shit, exactly a hundred percent. I mean, if it, if it had been. Maybe a little more in depth of showing something, maybe, but it's just a bunch of jumbled up noise in the background. What, what more can you say?
0: <laughs> oh, for fucking real, Jesus! I mean, like even like the intro to Rock Bottom was at least a cool guitar thing, right? You know, I I, I know it went on forever, but it was cool. <laughs> oh God! So yeah, there it is. There you go, Amy. That's my sister, Amy. There's your review of the album that had that on it. The 1976 classic, Destroyer. And uh, as you guys can see, because I know uh, Rock and Metal likes to fuck with me. Um, I don't know if you just heard the uh, uh, Hot in the Shade review. But TikTok man, Nathan Lewis, was fucking with me because... He knew that there were some songs that I liked off that album. And he totally nailed them. I totally liked those songs. But I'm not such a kiss-nut swinger that I can't admit when something is just shit. (laughs) Overall, though. Overall. My man, what do you think of this album overall? As a whole? As an entirety?
3: As an entirety? When I'm in a certain mood... I would listen to the whole thing, but in some of the songs, I'd probably just be like, oh yeah, Simmons' Usual Shit, uh, Bunch of scratching Noise, Do You Love Me? Yeah. Uh, But all in all, a really decent album, a really, really good time, just not my absolute favorite on, on quite a few of the songs.
0: Sure, sure. And I... Dude, I get that. Um, I'm I'm kind of a closet fan of the '80s stuff as opposed to the '70s stuff. Even though my favorite songs by this band are from the '70s, so I don't know. I know that it was uh, certified gold, April twenty second, nineteen seventy six, and that was after being released on March fifteenth. It was recorded, uh, and they did two recordings, uh, September 3rd to the 6th, 75 at Electric Lady Studios, and then January to February 76 at Record Plant Studios, both in uh, New York City. Um, Jesus, Bob Erison came in and, you know, he produced this album, and he was just trying to add ambiance and things of that nature. Uh, Man, I I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know that uh I mean the album ended up doing well. It's it it's double platinum. It, it it's double platinum It's over 2 million sales. But that, you know that you know as
3: well as I do it's for Retor, uh, Detroit Rock City, God of Thunder, Flaming Youth shouted out loud and Beth Those those sure. songs right there is the main reason why.
0: Oh, I, I, and I can't argue with that. I mean, Rolling Stone uh, called it one of the 500 greatest albums of all time. But Rolling Stone hated Kiss, and it ranked 496 <laughs> of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Blender, in their 100 greatest albums, or uh, greatest American albums of all time, ranked at number 50, and Guitar World ranked at number 60, greatest guitar albums of all time. Um... And the United States, like I said, released March 1976, released in Canada, uh, 76, worldwide in August. So, great album. It was actually kind of shunned for a while. The biggest problem was, you know, Ace Friendly not playing on everything, because Dick Wagner did the guitar solo on Sweet Pain, Flaming Youth. Um, it was weird with the orchestra. It was weird with the boys' chorus. It was weird with David and Josh Ezrin. Um, you know, Bob Erzlund's, uh sons. Right. You know, doing all the screaming. Um, Is it my favorite Kiss album? No.
3: Not by a long shot. Uh,
0: because my favorite Kiss album is the first album. But I, I tell you what, there's a reason... It was this good. Because you have to figure, Kiss, they had just come off of re- uh, releasing Alive. And that fucker exploded. Right. And uh, Casablanca, you know, signed them to just a two record deal after Alive. Which is weird because they didn't think that Kiss would be able to reach the status that Alive got. And obviously they nailed it with a, 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 a destroyer, and then with Love Gun. And then with uh, well, Rock and Roll Over. I mean, they were killing it. This was the heyday of KISS. You know, all things KISS was the late 70s. Right. You know, uh, man, I don't know. I, I think Rock and Roll Over is the better album. And, it, fuck, even Love Gun is the better album. Because Love Gun you finally hear Ace Frehley sing, which is something that hadn't happened yet. Right. Ace Frehley wrote songs. I mean, "Cold Gin" is an Ace Frehley song off the first album, but Gene sung it because Ace didn't want to sing. He didn't like his voice. And Ace doesn't have a great voice, but it works. Right. It works in the context of his band. So, yeah, there you go. 1976, Kiss Destroyer. It's still one of my favorite records of all time. I actually have a German pressing of that album. Really? Yes, sir. The S's are not the SS S's. Because in Germany, it reminds them of the SS. So they have the S's that are kind of squared off as opposed to the lightning bolt S's. And that's the version I have on vinyl is the German release of Kiss Destroyer. Pretty cool.
3: Not bad,
0: not bad. Well, all right. I'm glad you sat with me to review this. Album. This, was, this was easy for me. I, I knew it was going to be easy. I knew it was going to be fun. <clears throat> I'm surprised that we actually agreed on things <clears throat> as much as we did. With you being so much younger and not having a uh, kiss experience or the nut swinging that i have well you
2: know it,
3: it, you go through some shit you figure stuff out later uh, down the road but yeah like i said not a hardcore fan that kiss but i still like them either way they paved the way for my generation to actually have decent music not everybody agrees but somewhat decent rock and heavy metal music today so if it wasn't for KISS we wouldn't be where we're at. So can't can't say anything oh. anything bad about it.
0: Yeah, well I I couldn't agree more and you know, people will rag on well Alice Cooper did that first or you know, Screaming Jay Hawkins did that first. Like fuck that. Kiss brought it to the forefront. You know, they they shocked the fuck out of the world with good catchy tunes. Now here here's an interesting question. Okay. Because I've been asked this question, and I don't know how to answer it, Um, even though I'm sure I've made Facebook posts answering this fucking question. Kiss, 1974, they released their first album. Okay. They're not in black and silver. They don't have the bombastic stage show, even at that time, you know, with the... The, the candelabras and the fucking disco ball, and they don't have the makeup, and they don't have the pyro. Okay. Does Kiss still survive? Ooh. In the 1970s. Wow. <clears throat>
3: As the fam... That is a tough one. Holy
0: shit. Dude, is that not a hard fucking question?
3: The the only thing I would know to say to that, because I mean that there's there's two different types of people when you listen to music. You've got the people that looks more at the instrument and the look of the band, and you've got the people that listen to only the lyrics and the music of the band. There there's two different styles the way everybody listens listens to music. Without their makeup and all that look, if they just went straight like they done with the song Lick It Up, that's a tough one. With with, the, with their instrumental playing on a lot of their songs, Detroit Rock City and all that, for arena shows, if they could still sell out, yes, I think they could have made it. But they, in my opinion, would be catching 10 times more hell and 10 times more grief than what they are now without, if they would have went without
0: it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough call because on this album, um, Bob Ezrin actually gave them a music theory class because these guys were just self-taught musicians. They didn't know music. You know what I mean? Right. They were just playing stuff they thought was cool. So they actually had to... uh, uh, Bob Ezrin actually would stop things. Er, No, you need to learn how to do this. You need to learn how to do this. So so it's very interesting. I would like to think that those songs that I love so much... Strutter, Deuce, um, Nothing to Lose, Black Diamond... I would like to think that those songs... 100,000 years... I would like to think that those songs would propel the band. But in the seventies it was very competitive. Yes. Especially in New York, you know. You had you had the New York dolls. You had uh Twisted Sister, Sister that was starting yep. out, you know. Uh, so so who knows? Now on the opposite side of that, Twisted Sister got ignored because of their makeup. Right. So so who the fuck knows? It's, it's, that's, that's that's a question
3: and a topic to bring up next time we uh, talk to Dr. Fuck or Ken Mills.
0: Oh, I would like to get both of them on to have that conversation. Although, Dr. Fuck, he's such a prick, he might just say, no, they wouldn't be shit. (laughs) Right, that's
2: true. (laughs) It's possible, but.
3: At the same time, him and Kim Mills both might open him up a little more to uh, to a decent argument or agreement on it. You never know.
0: Yeah, that would that would definitely be a great discussion. So if you're listen uh, listening Ralph or Ken, let's have this conversation someday. That would be a lot of fun.
3: Hey, I think I got an idea for our next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It won't be the next one. How fucking long did it take to get Ralph or goddamn Ken on the show? (laughs) (laughs) This shit takes almost months of planning. I know, right? (laughs) All (laughs) right. Well, like I said earlier, man, I'm I'm so glad we did this. Amy, my sister, thank you for forcing us to do this review. Because it was actually really easy. I'm very familiar with this. I don't know how familiar uh, 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 Mountain Man is four, with this the album. Four songs. But I'm
3: the four, very the, familiar. The four songs. <laughs> I'll be honest. Four
0: songs. He knows the hits. <laughs> but I'm glad if, if you took anything away from this and understood the, the juggernaut the kiss would become because of this album, then we have accomplished something. Because this started something, and then, of course, Love Gun just it exploded from there. So. Right. So, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Mon Man, anything to promote? Um, brother,
3: I'm on this kick uh, for some reason. I don't know why it's really hit me uh, lately, but I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Because last week we done, you know, the leukemia thing with Roman Reigns talking about it. But this, this week. And I don't know if it's where a little boy here in Avery County got diagnosed with being sick or what. It's kind of really, really got to me a little bit. But I'm going to have to throw out there, you know, all all different organizations uh, and stuff do like one set uh, research thing. The American Breast Cancer Society, this and that. I'm actually going to shoot for the American Cancer Society that touches on every single cancer research that there is available out there to go for for every single one. So if anybody out there, if it it hits your heart like it has mine this week, just to be like, hey, yeah, send them a couple of bucks, whatever you can do. And not just for one dead set certain type cancer. There's millions millions of people out there that's suffering from many different forms of it and just nailing or tagging ones will help but it's not going to help everybody else with either a similar or more aggressive type. so if anybody gets a chance like i said even if it's just a couple of bucks donate to the american cancer society and let's try to nip all this in the bud start helping people be able to get off of that
0: Outstanding, outstanding, and once again, you make me feel like a little bitch, because I'm going to be a promoting whore and promote the band that we're talking about. Um, I want to promote the, the, the box set, the DVD box set, Kissology, um, most importantly, uh, Kissology Volume 1, 1974 to 1977. It takes you through everything we have just talked about. Um, You get the Paul Lynn Halloween special. You get uh, the Mike Douglas interview where Gene Simmons is out there, you know, in his skull T-shirt and his bat wings. And the woman saying, uh, underneath that makeup, I bet there's a good Jew boy because you can recognize the hook talking about his nose, which I'm assuming is a reference to a... uh, a Jewish uh, a facial feature, right? Um, and, and it has uh, the Midnight Special from 1975, where they played She and Black Diamond. And it also has some killer concerts, man. I mean, you get the uh, Winterland concert in San Francisco, California, from you know January of '75. You get Kobo Hall, Detroit, from 1976, which is where most of Alive was recorded. You get Budokan in Tokyo from 77, which is where most of fucking uh, Alive 2 was recorded. And you get uh, The Summit in Houston, Texas uh, from September 1977. Uh, It's two CDs. Let's see, you got three hours and 23 minutes. You got two hours and 56 minutes. You have like seven hours of Kiss brilliance in that. Kissology, Volume 1. Volume two's good. Volume three, I'm not really into, but check it out. I mean, if you're if if you're a huge Kiss nut swinger like I am, go check it out. And if you're a huge Kiss nut swinger, be willing to say that shit sucks. Like Sonic Boom is a shit album. Be able to say that. Right. Well, it's a shit album with a couple good songs. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey. Let's do this. Let's get into the plugs real quick. Hi, this is Mark Olden-Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party every day.
1: Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. Hey,
3: rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I... Look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two, or ten, and we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast, new episodes every Monday, exclusively YouTube
4: all right so there's been a debate on whose voice is sexier she's mine here to tell you it's my voice that's way sexier but imagine this ladies out there you walk into Bushy's house he's standing there in front of that kitchen sink and he's washing those dirty dirty dishes, making them so clean. He grabs you by the hand. He brings you up to his room. He's got all the laundry done. I mean, like, all the laundry. And he's even folded your panties. You feel like giving him a little extra something, something. You're like, hang on a second, man. I gotta go into the bathroom. Gotta wash things up a little bit. Make sure I'm all fresh for you. And you notice that fucker, he's cleaned the entire bathroom, man. He's done it all just for you. You come back out, you're ready, man. He takes you by the hand. and Pulls you in. Oh, so close. He whispers in your ear, you need to tune in to Sarah's Invasion right here on that metal station every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She'll play the very best in Underground, just for you.
1: I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You gotta fight for your right! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! We've got Bush.
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station. Alright, check out those podcasts Check out those radio shows Um, Sinzak and Camaro We're still waiting on Decibel Geek Ken Mills We're still waiting on Podcast Zilch, Pop uh, uh, Cheap Talk Help us out All I've got is Freeform Rock Podcast I've got uh, uh, the Terrence Reardon Friends Experience And I've got our show and by the way, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, I don't know if you've been listening to them, Mountain Man. They're playing our bumper every week.
3: I have been catching that, which has absolutely tickled me to death since them guys won the the top honor for being the best podcast ever. And I, I'll admit, it's going to take me and you a long damn time to even get close to shit like that. But, you know, being friends with them's good enough, so I'll take it.
0: Hell yeah, podcast kings. I mean, come on. They're the most irreverent show in the podcast world, and they are the best show in the podcast world. And that's not to take away from any other show. It's just those guys, they don't give a fuck. They say what they want to say. I mean, like Ian Wadley, me and him, we don't agree politically, but we're great friends, and he, he cracks me up every week. He cracks me up face-to-face in person. I hope to see him next year. All right. Mountain
3: Man. Yes, sir. Final thoughts? Same as always, brother, to each and every person around here. Stay sick, take care of one another, skitter pow meow, meow
0: Mountain Man out. That's right. We're nothing else, if not predictable. Motherfuckers, buy vinyl. We'll see you next time.
1: Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know
0: Very soon, I know What the fuck? Is this shit. This is how we say goodbye. On the plug. See you next week. Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. All music played on the plug belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or your local record store. Support what you love. Support these artists by seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man and we'll see you on the next episode.